Big reach. What a huge pirouette. And the big man scores. An incredible move. 6-9. And he's a ballerina. It's 2-0 Bruce. Can't whack it past McQuaid. Welcome back to the Something's Brewing podcast, home of your 30, what is it now? 36, 5, and 4. 36, 5, and 4 Boston Bruins, as always, brought to you in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. You can follow myself on Twitter at Mike Sullivan at underscore Mike Sullivan. And you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. Uh, we got so much to talk about today. We got we got the Seattle game to recap, the, the epic Toronto game to recap, the Flyer game to recap, the Islanders game to recap, and the Rangers game to recap. But before we get into any of that, um, Mel, how the hell have you been? We've been on a bit of a delay here, and we'll explain in a minute. But what have you been up to since the last time you yeah. recorded? It's been a bit of a tizzy, huh? How's <laughs> the uh, tizzy. Sh- listen, Chevy and Jeep? Count your freaking days. But I'll, I'll save that for when you talk about your experience. My weekend was good. I went to Connecticut <clears throat> to visit my roommates from college, and everybody's been waiting. And I finally went snowboarding. It's okay, hey. Mark. I, w- I won't spend too long talking about it, but it was absolutely <laughs> freaking horrible. It is so hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> I spent like the last, I talked about it for like four episodes leading up to uh, last weekend saying about how I think I could do it. I cannot do it. It was so unbelievably hard. I, as soon as I stood up, I would start moving and I can't turn and I can't stop. So I would just have to freaking send it. I went with my two roommates. One of them has been skiing his whole life. The other one just is his first time skiing. And of course me, myself, cause I'm a dumbass. I went snowboarding and the t- my friend Parker, who's the one who, who skis all the time. He's like, listen, man, I got nothing for it. I, I don't know how to snowboard either. So I, like good luck basically. <laughs> and like by the end of the day, my other roommate, Mike, who had never been skiing before was already going down the green trails because uh, Parker uh, was like teaching me how to ski because he was skiing. Myself, I had to quit after two hours because I fell and hyperextended my elbow, and oh I thought boy. it was—I thought it was dying. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. I went up. The, I went up. The, so like they have like there's like the bunny tr- like the bunny trail, which is like you know for like it's one it's the easiest trail they have, but that you would think. And then there's one even easier, which is where like all like the little kids go, and it's maybe like a little thirty foot slope, and you just stand on like this little treadmill thing, and it takes you up. And like myself, like I'm six, two, I'm there with my two roommates and we're just surrounded by like four and five year olds and we're all riding up this thing together. And I ride down and I went maybe about, I don't know, 10 feet. And I was like, 
I'm going too fast. I don't know how to stop. I'm just going to send it. So yeah. I just kind of threw myself on the ground and my, <laughs> my, my wrist got stuck in the snow and like no. locked and my elbow bent back the other way. So like the whole inside of my elbow has a huge bruise. My wrist is all jacked up. I can't oh. twist my wrist. I can't open doors. It's the biggest pain. I can't crack open a beer with my left hand anymore, man. <laughs> it's the biggest pain in the ass. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I have a newfound respect for snowboarders. That shit is hard, but I'm determined to get it down. Um, and also, if you listen to our episode next week, which I'm sure if you're listening to this one, I hope you're a loyal fan. You listen to all of our episodes. But I will not be here next week because I'm going to the Sunshine State on Sunday. Hell yeah. I'm going to Disney World, humble brag, with my aunt. It's her birthday, so I'm going down with her. Um, so you're either flying solo next week, or you'll be. Uh, maybe we'll see an old, an old yeah. uh, something's brewing character making their triumphant <laughs> return. We'll yeah, have to I see. W- I wouldn't even say an old something's brewing host. I would say character. He's a character. He might oh, be back on the God. show next week. So next week's show might be just a goddamn free for all who knows what's going to be said on next episode but um okay i think i should i should explain what happened and why we haven't put out an episode (laughs) on our usual wednesday mornings um so tuesday night we were set to record we were we were getting ready we were good and tuesday morning i actually i went into my truck to go drive to work and it's dead so I take my brother's car, GMC, by the way, 04 GMC Sierra, uh, runs great. It has, it, it has its problems for sure, but it runs great. So I, I get in, it dies. So I'm like, okay, I got to go in. I get my brother's car. I drive that to work. I'm like, okay, everything's good. Everything's fine until I go to leave work and come home for the podcast. And I go in to my brother's Jeep. I go to start it. Click, click, click. Nothing. I killed two cars in one day. I killed two cars in one day. You got that poison touch. <laughs> I do something like don't. If you have a car there and you're you're you know thinking about letting me borrow it, don't do it. I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> I'm gonna kill it. So, so then the thing is, here's the thing. We were then planning on recording Wednesday night. Couldn't happen because we actually had technical difficulties. And by the way, it, the car is parked at the bottom of a parking garage, six foot eight clearance. So no tow truck is getting in there. there no Chara tow- can't even walk in there with a skate. Chara on. can't even get in there. No, tro- no tow truck is getting in there. So now we're on Thursday, Thursday morning. I'm like, okay, we'll, re- we'll record Thursday. <sighs> we had to go to the auto body shop. I took my truck down there. We literally got two ropes. And we hooked them onto my car and my brother's car. And we yanked this thing out of the parking garage. It took us an hour and a half, by the way. It took us an hour and a half. And it ended up being too late for us to record. So we had some car troubles. We had some technical issues. But uh, we figured it out. And here we are now. We're ready to talk some bees. We're, we're ready to play a little bit of catch up and get into the um, week and a half that we've kind of missed a little bit. So I think... We should honestly just jump right into the hockey talk and recap this Seattle game. So I think this might be a little bit on me. I might have jinxed it a little bit because last episode, I randomly just blurted out that the Bruins are still undefeated at home. Yeah. (laughs) And then lo and behold, the next home regulation game or well, the next home game that the Bruins had was a regulation loss to Seattle. It was a it was a three nothing shutout loss. Um 
not good. Allmark made 28 saves out of 30 shots. Um, obviously, Seattle got the empty net, so that doesn't count against uh, Allmark. But Seattle was just suffocating that game. They're, they're a good team. Underrated <laughs> team, not really well-known, I guess, because um, they're playing the West. But good team. Don't fuck with them. Yeah, I think last episode we were saying they're one of those sneaky teams out West. I think they're like, the right now, they're the third seed in the West. They're 27, 14, and 4. Who would have thought, huh? That's crazy. But I'm like... It's weird because nothing really changed too much from last season. Yeah, yeah. Now they just, I don't know, maybe they have more fans who are louder at their games or something. I don't really know. (laughs) They have a... Well, their splits are insane because they're 11, 9, and 2 at home, but they're 16, 5, and 2 on the road. So they're a bit, a bit of a road warrior is up there in the Pacific Northwest. But it's funny because every every Wednesday, I always like Wednesday morning, I listen to uh, the podcast that we dropped this, even though, I mean, I was there when we recorded it, but I just like to, I just like to listen to it. And also, I never know what the bloopers are going to be at the end for people who don't get all the way to the end of our episodes. After you hear the little sign off music, if you give it like 10 to 15 seconds, you're going to hear us saying something stupid from before we started recording. Um, <laughs> so I always like to listen to see what that is as well. But um, I was, we recorded it last, well, last Thursday. Um, yep. And, and I, we did our game predictions. I think I said, I predicted that the Bruins would win three, nothing. I think you might've said that, that you either said that they were going to win or that they were going to like lose in overtime three to two or something like that. Yeah. But like you went on this, we went on like this tangent, but like the Bruins still haven't lost in regulation, dude. They're amazing. <laughs> and it, it had, it packed such a, the punch was such less strong when you listen to it the next morning after they just lost after three nothing lost. the night before. <laughs> and it was like, damn it, man. They couldn't have just won one more. We're waiting for somebody should have told them we have a podcast going out the next morning where we yeah. say that they hadn't lost the game at home yet. But freaking Martin Jones, dude. Oh my god. Dude, Holy he was playing unbelievable. Yeah. Every now and then he just well, because when the Bruins had him, I remember when they traded him to the where the Sharks that year. When the Bruins had him for like half an off season and then traded him to the Sharks, I think that was when they were. Uh, was that a three team trade with Lucic, or did they get Martin Jones for Lucic? I, think I don't they remember. Got Martin Jones for Lucic. Either way, when they traded Martin Jones, like his first year after the Bruins traded him, he was like unbelievable. And yep. we've definitely mentioned this before because when we were talking about the Tuka Rask, because there was people back then saying that the Bruins kept the wrong goalie and that they should have kept Martin Jones over Tuka Rask. And yeah, now it's, then oh it's like, God. all right, now I know you people are smoking crack because that's just yeah. a ridiculous <laughs> statement. But um, yeah, no, he, <laughs> he stole the show. I mean, 27 saves shut out against the red hot Bruins team that's been red hot now for. 45 games at home I mean, too. Yeah. At home in the first uh, home loss in regulation for the Bruins. My God, he looked amazing that game. And is he there? Is he their normal number one? Like, does he usually start? I mean, I haven't watched a whole bunch of Seattle Kraken games, but um, I'm pretty sure it's him and Grubauer, but Grubauer is hurt right now. So Jones has kind of taken over that starter role and he's actually been playing really, really, really well. Yeah. He has a, uh, he has a, 284 goals against average and an 895 save percentage this year. Yeah, I mean, his season sucks. I mean, Martin Jones. He, yeah, he just so happened to pop off the one game that we didn't yeah. want him to. Freaking like, of dick. Course. Yeah, like, of course, like, it lines up that way, but... What an asshole. Yeah, dickhead. I mean, he but probably had a little bit of revenge in his, you, in his mind. 
He so uh, January 9th, the Sharks played to Sharks. Jesus Christ, the Kraken played Montreal. Uh, shambles right now. <laughs> <laughs> Kraken played Montreal, and Martin Jones had a shutout. 21 stops on 21 shots. The next game they played the Bruins. He had another shutout, back-to-back shutouts, 27 saves on 27 shots. The next game they played Chicago. He gave up five goals. The game after that, <laughs> they played Edmonton. He also gave up five goals. And then they played the Devils and he gave up three. So uh, you know, two hit wonder, I guess, in the last five games for uh, Martin Jones. One of them happened to be against the Bruins. I mean, it only makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah they came uh, against us. You know, and and honestly, like it, that feels like the only way that the Bruins are going to lose is if they run into a smoking hot goalie, a goalie who's yeah. going to do something stupid like Martin Jones did. Because uh, even like his saves, I mean, he was playing standing on top of his head. Yeah, fifteen four and two on the road. That's crazy. Road Warriors. They're road warrior team. But I think we should jump into this Toronto game because yeah, holy, holy fucking shit! If if you miss this game. You missed a playoff atmosphere, electric, original six matchup between who is the real rival of the Boston Bruins right now. It's not Montreal, by the way. It's Toronto, and it's been Toronto for a little while now. But, oh, my God, what a game. A four to three win for the Bruins at home. Allmark with the win. He, actually, he, he really, 21 shots against him. He made 18 saves. It wasn't his strongest game, but still got the win. Um there's a couple of things we got to talk about with this game. So Bergeron got a goal. Pasternak got a goal. Greer had a goal. Oh, but that was an electrical. Every time he scores a goal, dude, it is the, I get so hyped. Oh yeah. And then, dude. And then Grizz with a goal with like, I think it was like a minute, 15 seconds left in the game. And I slap shot from the point, little knuckle puck action got <laughs> right by um, what's his name? Matt Murray. And Bruins sealed the deal with that one. I'm the garden the entire time was just out like you know, it was vibrating. It was it was so loud. It it was a playoff atmosphere. And as it should be against a team like Toronto, a team you've kind of owned for the last decade, going back to twenty thirteen. Um They're such the Bruins little brothers. I love it too because awesome. like I mean, Toronto's a good team and they have been the last couple of years, but it's just like, it doesn't matter what they do. We can always look down upon them because they just can't. It's not even that they just can't beat the Bruins in the playoffs. They can't get past the first round. Nope. It's hilarious. They're the, they're literally the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's so funny. It is and so funny. They're going to be in a bit of trouble too, because they have some monster contracts on their team between Austin Matthews, Tavares, and uh, Mitch Marner's making some big bucks too, right? Yeah, William Nylander too. It's like they yeah. invested in just four guys. Like, yeah, I mean they're they're gonna have a hard time moving forward, and it brings me a whole lot of joy to think about uh, the, the turmoil they could be trying to sign some guys and make some contracts work moving forward. Uh, it just brings you know some hope to this Bruins fans that there could be some long, sad hours in Toronto. Yeah, God, I, I mean, hate them. I I don't I don't I don't think there's a team in the NHL that gives me more gratification when we beat them than Toronto. Like it is, yeah. it's the best feeling in the world. And honestly, well, it's funny too, because like usually in sports teams that are hated are hated because they're really good. Like yep. uh, in the NFL, the Patriots were hated forever because they were the best team in football. Right now the chiefs are hated because they're the chiefs. Uh, you can say the same for any sports, but in the NHL, Toronto is without a doubt, the most hated team in the NHL. Oh, and yeah. they haven't won shit since, what, the 60s? And I people think 60, just... 64. I think yeah, it was their last Stanley Cup. 
I mean, people just hate them because they just, they're just obnoxious. Like they have oh, no reason God. to be running their mouth as much as they, as much as they do. And uh, it's, it's hilarious. It, it like, it doesn't matter who they're playing in the playoffs. You can always take, you can always kind of like rejoice in the fact that there's literally two entire countries actively preying on their downfall. Yeah. Only Toronto is rooting for them, and like everybody else is like God. Whoever I'm, I'm the fan of two teams: the Boston Bruins and whoever's playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, because I yes. can, like nobody can stand them. And it's funny too, because they're I, I I think they're still second in the division, right behind uh, behind us, and then Tampa's third. Either way, I mean they have no respect. It's the funniest thing in the world. Like nobody respects them because there's no reason to respect them. Um, Even like like some of these teams that people hate, like they have likable players. Like I know yeah. there there are plenty of people that hate the Bruins, but nobody dislikes Patrice Bergeron. No, name me one player on the Maple Leafs that you genuinely like. Nobody. I don't mind. I don't mind Mark Giordano just because he has a cool story and he's really short and old. But like the rest of them, like I, I hate Austin Matthews. He's, oh my dude. god! Have you seen his hairline? Yeah, he, he it's grows. on the top of his head. He's so ugly. How can you go around being that arrogant and cocky no. with a hairline like that? The, dude? the funniest thing is when people pull his picture up and then put it side by side with Meg from Family Guy, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally no, honestly like he's a phenomenal player, and I'm you know, and he's American yeah. too, so you like that. If you know, Batman will ever let NHL players go back to the Olympics, I'll be his biggest fan. Yeah. But whatever, like little amount of like respect I had for Austin Matthews. I lost when that whole thing that happened like a month ago when there was that scrum on the ice and he just kind of stood oh, yeah. there and like let everybody like come fight people and he didn't even step in. Dude's Dude, like he six, started he's six three. He's the yeah. biggest guy on the ice. And he's letting like all these like little five foot eight and five foot ten guys come and move people around for him. Like start for damn it. If Trent Frederick can almost get back to back Gordy Howe hat tricks, you can stand up for yourself. Ooh, good transition right there. Um, you know who's the most annoying person since Nazem Kadri on the Leafs right now? Who? Michael Bunting. That little twerp. Did you did you see him kick Frederick? No, I missed He, he kicked him. He kicked Frederick. He kicked him in the back of the leg. No class. No, what are they like, teaching to their players up there in Toronto? Huh? Not how to win playoff rounds. I can tell you that very much. But the, I, I don't know. <laughs> Toronto sucks, dude. It, they're so annoying. Every time we play them and we beat them, it makes me the happiest guy in the world. And I cannot wait to meet them in the playoffs again this year and just throttle them. Oh, man. Do you think if I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but if the, if the season ended today, do you know what the playoff matchups would be? Yes. If the season ended today. I know we would play, I believe, as it stands right now, the Bruins would play the Pittsburgh Penguins oh. in the first round, and then it would be Toronto-Tampa in the first round, which is hilarious because 100% Tampa would beat Toronto. 100%. <laughs> um, Carolina would play Washington, and then the Devils and Rangers would have a matchup. Is Tampa hiding anybody in the long-term IR right now? I don't believe so, actually. You got to watch out for them. They like to cheat. Yeah, yeah they do. No, that I would be. I don't think they do any right now. Though. Those would be some fantastic playoff matchups. Boston really and, and Pittsburgh. Ugh. Bruins and. I, I think we'd win six. I was going to say six. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they're going to get five. Bruins and six. Carolina, Washington is electric. Toronto. And no, Toronto's playing the Rangers. No, 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 no. Because it's not. It's it's the two and three seed in the division. They play each other. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh my god. Toronto, Tampa. How oh so then what New Jersey and the Rangers? Yep. Which wow. would be electric. Battle too. the Probably Metropolitan. Yeah. Holy crap. Oh, by the way, too, I put this tweet out uh yesterday. The Bruins are 14 0 0 against the Metropolitan Division. They haven't lost a game to the Metro. Really? Yeah. Oh, did you happen to find their um Atlantic division record? No, I didn't actually. God, you know, <laughs> so you were right there. <laughs> I can tell you Toronto's right now, though, and if you give me two seconds. Um, well, Toronto sucks on the road. 11 and 8 on the road compared to 17 and 3 at home. And New Jersey's the exact opposite. New Jersey's actually 11 and 2 at home. 11 and 11, 10 and 2 at home. 18, 2 and 2 on the road. Well, um, let's. Let's see, Toronto. Um, Who do you think is going to get Bedard? Arizona. If it's Arizona needs him, I don't know, man. They're uh, they're one and nine. And, oh, what am I? They're one and nine in their last ten. Maybe they will. But they just <laughs> got uh, what's his name? Dylan Gunther back. Oh my god! I finally listened to that episode of Spit and Chicklets with Montgomery on it. Yeah, life changing. If you haven't listened that to that yet, you got to listen to it. I know you, you have, have to, but yeah. it's he is such a funny guy, and the story that he's telling too. He's just such a likable dude. Like it feels like you could literally like go and I don't know, get a beer with the guy sometime or get a coffee or whatever the hell you drink. But he like no, and, you really could, and like you can tell like his knowledge of the game too. Like he's you know talking about the people he's been around and some of the players that he's coached and almost you know touting his resume on the podcast and you really don't realize like this guy's been around the ringer. I mean, he's been in the league involved in the league as, you know, assistant coaches, whatever it might be for God for years now. And it's translating yeah. to wins for the Bruins. Um, okay. You know what? For some reason I can't find screw record. it. Yeah. Also, um, sorry, one last update on uh gold differential. Now Bruins are still at plus 77. Uh, Anaheim is now minus 83. Hell yeah. Fuck Anaheim. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> but um i did see uh i did see this hang on so the bruins right now are like you said they're a plus 70 oh they're a plus 74 right now but either oh, way nhl.com as in plus 77 either way the next closest team is new jersey and dallas and they're both plus 39 so the bruins are just running teams out of the building right now when they win they win they oh yeah fucking win but um so moving on to the uh, Flyers game. So Boston and I, I listened back to our episode and I predicted a seven. No, I predicted a six to one um, Bruins win. Bruins won so six. Nothing. I was so, so close. close. So close. Damn, you but, really doubted uh, who played Swayman like that? Yeah, I did. I did. Which, by oh, the way, he's been going nuts lately. He is, yeah, he is. out of his he, ass. You heard all the hate. This is the sway. Yeah, the Bruins absolutely shit on the Flyers, huh? Holy oh crap. Didn't, uh, what's his name? Um, Zaka had two, didn't he? Zaka had two goals and an assist, so he had three points. Krejci had three assists. Pasta had two goals. Grizz had a goal, and Marsha had a goal. One so, of those I'm Zaka not- goals was freaking NC-17, too, that slapper he had. Oh, the right one on, where he right on the balance. boards. Oh, yes, dude. God. Right after he got, he's been on a tear since he got yes, signed. He I think I saw he had, like, what, like, uh, I think, like, seven points in the six games since he's been signed or something like that. Yep, and I will that, say too, Pavel Zaka's career high in points. Without looking up, what do you think it is? Thirty-five, thirty-six. Ooh, you know no, how many I points he has right now? Thirty-five, thirty. 
Ah, damn it. He's gonna he's gonna blow by that. He's oh, gonna yeah. blow by that. Like, I mean, these are I mean he's he's on the most I don't know who he's playing with in New Jersey, but I'm, I think it's pretty safe to assume this is probably the most talented line he's ever been on. I but I mean, that's so. <laughs> that's a guy who could very well be your second line center next year. Oh, absolutely. And he's definitely um, playing that way right now. Yeah. This 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 game, the Bruins and Flyers game, there really wasn't much to talk about. Bruins dominated. Uh, the Flyers suck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're nine nine and six. What kind of yeah. record is that? It's that's a weird. Re- that's their whole record. No way that's yeah. their whole record. No, oh wait, no, no, that, no, no, that's their away record. Sorry. Okay, I was gonna say time out. Why have they only played like twenty no, games? <laughs> yeah, no, the the bus keeps breaking down, so they can't go to the games. No, they're nineteen, <laughs> twenty, and seven. Ew, that's such a gross record. Like that's yeah. not even like you like. If you're a bad team, you want to be bad. You, they're gonna get a middle of the pack pick. You know, do, what do you think about Torts? Do you think he's the right coach for that team? I think Torts is so. Dude, I think is, I think he's done. Yeah, he should be. I think he's. I think he's. I think his style of coaching just doesn't. I don't think it translates anymore. No, it doesn't because we're in a new age where you need to be open and you need these guys to actually kind of be free out there and do what they want. AKA what Jim Montgomery is doing. Um, yeah. And Torts is literally Torts and Daryl Sutter are both the same exact way. They they still like to do that that like punish players who aren't playing well or take like, away their iPads. Yeah. Take away their iPads on the bench or, 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 or bench your leading point scorer, Kevin. Hayes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. What the like, hell is that? Who's an all-star it, by the way. Dude, Good for Kevin yeah, and, did, and did you hear Torts's comment about him? Yeah. The all-star? He was like, I don't yeah. give a shit. I don't give a shit about <laughs> I that. I don't care. And like, that's like, like, I understand you got to be a hardo, but like, you know, like Kevin Hayes' story, what's happened with him and his family the last couple of years. I mean, come on, yeah. you can't say anything nice about the guy. Yeah. I just like that, that whole, like, I, like even like for us, like as kids, like coming up, like, you know, it, playing hockey, like, like you run into those hardo coaches. It's just in any sport, yeah. that's just how it is. But like in the NHL, like where players are becoming, starting to have more power. I mean, we just saw what happened to Bruce Gasty, phenomenal coach, but he was a little harsh in the locker room. And next thing you know, he's in Vegas. And like, I don't know, like, I just like, especially for Philadelphia too. I mean, that's a young team and I'm sure like him, like, you know, not, you know, benching their only all-star, you know, taking away their iPads jokingly or not like berating players, just like no passion at all in the interviews. He's always so pissy. Something's always always pissing him off. Like there's no reason to, and like that translates to your players too. You have to think, I mean, how can you walk in that locker room with a smile and freaking, torches up there like shitting on reporters the whole i don't know that would i wouldn't want to play for a guy like that and you know and you want, and like, I, I would think that he would have a hard time holding on to the locker moving forward but which which is weird because he's a pretty good coach too he is and he has a decent track record but i just think his voice is stale for this new age of players but like like you were saying though like if you're if you're a player and you're maybe not playing as well as you no, you can, or like in Kevin Hayes's instance, you on a shitty team, you just made the all-star game um, and you're playing well. It, don't you want your coach to kind of pump your tires a little bit and maybe, maybe send a little, you know, some positive vibes into the locker room. Like, why would you like, imagine you make an all-star game in the NHL for the first time in your career. And your coach is literally like, I fuck it. I, I don't give a shit. Like whatever the all-star game doesn't mean a, a thing. Like that sucks. Why did he ever give a reason as to why he benched? Isn't Kevin Hayes their assistant captain too? Yes. What is the? 
what the hell? <laughs> Did he ever he give it, any reason? I think, yeah, I think he said it was to send a message to the rest of the guys in the locker room. So yeah, you benched the wrong guy. So you benched right. your best player. And guess you what? Now what? you're a game under 500. Yeah, and you know what message you just sent to the team? I'm an ass hat. Uh, I'm, I'm an idiot, and I don't know I'm what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. Yeah, his time is done. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get hired as a coach again. Uh, yeah, in the future. I mean, he's but, been a coach for a long, long time. I mean, I would yeah. think at that age, you want to, you know, kick your feet up and spend some time with the fam. But what I do mean, I know? He, he was good in New York as a coach. But, anyways, enough of the Flyers game. Bruins dominated, six nothing shutout. Um, jump into the Islanders game. The Bruins again, a W, a nice little. Let's see here, one, two. Three, four game winning streak right now. Islanders or the Bruins headed to New York for a little Islanders Rangers back to back. Bruins beat the Islanders four to one. Allmark started that game. He made uh, 25 saves out of 26 shots. McAvoy with a goal and an assist. Forbert with a goal. Derek Scorbert. Um, Brad Marshall with a goal and Trent Frederick with another goal. <laughs> um, great game overall. So Sorokin started that game, I believe, correctly. So uh, it was a nice. I think that was Varlamov. Yeah, Varlamov. Oh, it was Varlamov. Okay, so we didn't get the goalie matchup. But anyways, Bruins pumped in four. Honestly played a really good game all around. And then headed to Madison Square Garden for a matchup with the Rangers. And what do you know? Another win. <laughs> God damn. Like, they Call can't stop winning. <laughs> they cannot stop winning. Jeremy Swayman. Solid again. He almost posted back-to-back shutouts. Um, actually, for the first time since 2013, it would have it would have been if he posted that back-to-back shutout. Um, he made 32 saves on 31 shots. Zaka with a goal. Bergeron with a goal. Clifton with a goal. Connor Clifton plays hockey, baby. Connor Clifton plays hockey. Netted another puck, and then Marshawn with two assists. Um, they're firing all cylinders. It's it's been a good, solid showing. Yeah, you know, the only thing better than I, uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say anymore, dude. Like, I'm like, how <laughs> I know, like I, these, what am I supposed to say? It's getting a little boring. Like, can they spice it up a bit? Like, maybe yeah. an overtime thriller or something, or I don't know, I know. Yeah, a late post. I mean, yeah, Jesus. I, mean, I mean, look at the last three games: three to one win, four to one win, six nothing win. I mean, they had like, they had the three nothing loss to Seattle, but the game before that, they beat the Ducks seven to one. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you know. It, the only thing better than a Boston team beating the New York team is a Boston team beating another New York team on back-to-back nights. Yeah, it's I mean, true. there's this just like, oh my God, even like games that I don't watch, like uh, the, I missed the Toronto game because I was in Connecticut and uh, I was, I saw on Twitter, I was like, oh yeah, the Bruins are playing tonight. I'm like, ah, I'm not even going to bother checking the score because they're probably going to win. I mean, they've yeah, got 36 of them, you know, and then sure enough, they did. Yeah. I mean, dude. it's, it's like, I don't know. It's a it's a great spot to be in. In terms of their differential, like you said, they're destroying the league. Goals for uh, I remember I think two weeks ago they were second to Buffalo. They're now have they've cleared Buffalo by almost ten goals. They're at plus they have 173 goals scored. Goals against, uh, they've given up ninety-six, which is the best in the league. The team that's given up the second fewest is New Jersey, who's given up twenty-four more goals than the Bruins have at, at 120. 21, one and three at home, 15, four and one on, on the road. I mean, they can play at home on the road in a baseball stadium. doesn't matter where they're playing. They're going to beat the shit out of them. And uh, boy, it's a great time to be a Bruins fan. 
Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> we just keep winning. Basically, we just keep winning. <laughs> Who do we play next? We got the, uh, we got the Sharks on Sunday. Oh, okay, so that's another win. Montreal on Tuesday. That's another win. Tampa Bay on Thursday. Win. Florida Panthers on Saturday. Win. <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes on Sunday on a back-to-back. Win. Overtime win. <laughs> and then, ooh, and then the Leafs again, February 1st. Ooh. Are they home or away? They're in Toronto. Damn, I was going to say, let's go to that game. You know what, screw it, let's go to that game. Yeah, let's go. I have a passport. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I just got mine earlier last year. I've been dying oh, cool. to use it. There we go. I want to get it stamped. Right, we'll get for Toronto. <laughs> um, I got to work the next morning, though, so we got to come back after the game. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. We'll go. We'll make the trip. I'll call it. I'll call it a work stick. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, we. I think we're honestly about halfway through the up. Might as well do the remind everybody who we're uh, sponsored by. Who are we sponsored so, by again? I think it's StubHub. New sponsor alert. No, I'm kidding. StubHub sponsor. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I just lost the ad read. All right, here we go. This show is in shambles right now. All right, so <laughs> we're <a bit> rusty. Tiny <laughs> bit rattled. Um, let's talk about the amazing Cannon Woman's company. <laughs> Cannon Wellness offers you four distinct experiences with different challenges you may face throughout the day. Can of sleep. Can of mend, can of fresh, and can of boost. It's the trusted brand for sports, fitness, and wellness households. With over 50 vitamins, nutrients, and herbal extracts in four compact sprays. Pull yourself together. It's the most convenient way to get back on track with no pills, water, or messy powders. 90% of nutrients in these oral sprays are Absorbed in less than 30 seconds. It's like an entire health food store in your pocket and is endorsed by Olympians, NHL players, and pro sports stars who rely on the Canon Wellness Company to support high performance. Mel, let's talk about let's each talk product. about it. Jeez, man, you had a hard time getting through that, huh? <laughs> Cano Boost gives you the ability to skip the coffee and sugary snacks and energize the healthy way. Use daily before you work out when studying for an exam yeah. and other times to increase clarity, stamina, and concentration. <laughs> Cano Men provides the after-party liver support. It works best to relieve hangovers in the morning after drinking. This unique oral spray supplement is blended with 11 vegan vitamins and herbal extracts to, to replenish your body to combat headaches, sickness, and lack of energy. Can of Fresh reduces stress and gives your body an immune system boost. Whether you're nervous before a presentation or need to calm down after a hectic day, the 11 natural and vegan ingredients in Can of Fresh take the edge off without making you drowsy or unmotivated. Can of Sleep is an all-natural and vegan sleep aid and is convenient and fast-absorbing. No mixing beverages, no waiting for gummies to kick in. Just spray, roll over, and snooze. Control your dosage and how much sleep you need. If you want to try these amazing Canon Wellness all-natural oral sprays, please go to canonwellness.com. That is C-A-N-I-wellness.com and use our promo code BNG25. That is B-N-G-2-5 to get 25% off everything on a canonwellness.com website. We thank Canon Wellness for sponsoring this episode and our weekly Boston Bruins-related podcast. Sully, back to you.
right. Uh, I gathered myself. I'm ready to go. All right. All so right. we jump into the DMs here. Um, we got we got plenty actually. We got a lot of DMs. So should we go voicemails first? Yes. Let's do okay. the voicemail first because I think we only have one, right? We do only have one. All right. Every- Before we even jump into that, really quick, listeners here, you got to be better about the voicemails. You got to send in voicemails. You got to do it. Uh, so just call after a game and give us your natural reaction, and we'll post that at the end of the podcast. We'll have a little voicemail uh, reaction segment. But before you read the voicemail, I want to remind everybody the number. Um, the number for the voicemail is 508-263-0854. 508-263-0854. Leave a voicemail for us. You'll be on the next podcast. Um, send in anything you want, a question, a reaction to something. If you were pissed off about Michael Bunting kicking Frederick, call in and just let it all out and we'll play it on the pot. Um, this is a safe yeah, space. It's a safe space. Say whatever, not whatever you want, but within reason, within reason, <laughs> let it loose a little bit and, and give us a call. But um, yeah, with that being said, let's jump into the first uh, voicemail. Yeah. And you, and you just listed off the phone number, but also if, if you don't feel like going back to this episode and listen to the phone number, whenever you want to call in, it is also in our Twitter account bio, the something's ruining podcast bio. You can find the phone number there to call and leave us a voicemail. So we had one voicemail. It was from Lauren at, uh, is it big Bruins energy? Yep. I opened Twitter and she just tweeted a picture of Dennis Seidenberg skates at Big Bruins Energy. All right. This was her voice mail. Hang on. Sorry. Hey, Mel, Michael. I was, it's Lauren, obviously, with my little accent. Um, I was going to ask y'all, who do y'all think the biggest Bruins competitor is? Ooh. I actually I think I know who it is. Who? Carolina. Yeah, I was gonna say Carolina. They play you well. Um they they play you tough. They knocked you out of the playoffs last season, so there's a history there. Um <coughs> obviously one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. They're star started. They got Svechnikov, um Freddie Anderson when he's healthy. They got that rookie goalie, Peter Kachetkov, who's in the AHL now because Anderson's back and healthy. Um, but he's nuts. We saw him in the playoffs last season too. Um, Sebastian Ajo, Tavo Teravainen, um, Brady Shea on the on defense, um, Jacob Slavin on defense. Uh, they're a good team and they match up against you well. Um, and obviously, we saw earlier in the season too. They took you to overtime. It's a tough, close game. It's if you play them in the in a playoff series, that series would not surprise me if it goes seven games. And that seventh game could honestly be a coin toss. Yeah, I, I was gonna. Say, there's really only two teams in the East that I would think of, and it's Carolina and Tampa. Just because Tampa's, they've run the mm-hmm. East now for the last, you know, six or seven years. Um, they still have pretty much that entire core. I know they got rid of McDonough, but they still have that pretty much most of that core that won a couple Stanley Cups. Um, they have Vasilevsky, who's the best goalie in the entire world, who can definitely steal your series. And the games that the Bruins have lost have been because they've run into a smoking hot goalie. I mean, that's why they just lost to Seattle the other night. So um, I think Carolina and Tampa Bay, for me, are their two biggest competitors right now in the east um although 
I don't know. I think I might be a little more afraid of Carolina, like you mentioned, than, than Tampa. Just because the Bruins in the regular season so far. I know they play, what, Tampa again, we just mentioned, next week. Uh, two weeks from now, they play Tampa. Yeah, next week, uh, a week from yesterday, actually. Uh, they play they play Tampa, but they've handled them in the regular season, whereas, uh, you know, that overtime game against uh, Carolina. I don't know. Those would be a couple good series, but hopefully they're bounced in the playoffs before the Bruins ever have to see either of them. So. Yeah. I would honestly, I would even throw Toronto into that mix. If you, I if, you play, if you play Toronto, though, that series is going to go seven. That series is going seven games. Yeah, but like you could say for Carolina, like if the Bruins, if the Bruins see Carolina in the playoffs, just because Carolina have knocked them out of the playoffs recently, Carolina is a pretty good team. Um, Tampa Bay has just dominated the Bruins in the playoffs for like the last every time that they've run into them for the last six or seven years, Tampa Bay's beat the, the shit out of the Bruins. Yeah. Toronto just sucks. Like they, they're a different team when the playoffs come around and they they always have been. So until they can do literally anything in the playoffs, they could go 82 and Oh, Austin Matthews can get a hundred goals and 300 points. And I would still feel pretty good going (laughs) about a team with freaking milk across their chest. Like it's, it's fine, you know, regular season warriors, but come playoff time, I wouldn't be too worried about them. Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, Tampa, Carolina, maybe Toronto. Those are all good teams. Um, but we did get a DM from Natasha Gershon. You can follow her on Twitter at NG3400. She said, if you could invite any current Bruin to your birthday party, who are you inviting and what do they gift you? Oh, man. That's a good question. I got it. <laughs> um, shit. Who would you invite? I mean, I might invite. You know what? Well, here, I, no, uh, look, here's the thing. I would invite the whole team. Okay. But I feel like the only one who would show up is Patrice Bergeron. Oh wow, that was kind of sad. <laughs> no, just because he's a good guy. You know what? No, I, Nick Foligno is coming to my birthday party. Damn it! Mm. And the only thing I want from Nick Foligno is a handshake and maybe an autograph. <laughs> and I want to apologize to his face for all the what I was throwing at him the first couple podcast episodes we yeah. made. That would be a good invite. He would be the life of the party too. I, I feel like Nick Felino is a sneaky good, sneaky big party animal. I think he I bet he is, honestly. I bet he loves it. Oh off season yeah. off season off season Felino is definitely a different animal. Oh, it's whenever Nick Felino walks in the room, it's a bad day to be a beer, baby. You know he's knocking <laughs> those things back. <laughs> um, I think I I think I'd go with pasta. And solely because oh wait, what would Felino gift you? Um maybe like a cat. A cat, you know, like, you'd, <laughs> like you'd show up with a cat in a box or something. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's already named. He's already named it. Yeah, Steve. I think Steve the cat from Flaky. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd go. I'd go pasta, and I. Uh, I think he'd just bring me a shit ton of Munchkins because of his Duncan sponsorship. Oh my think, god, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah, a box yeah, yeah. of Joe. Yes. Oh, you bring the big one too. The one you yeah. just set up you know, on the table. It might be even better than just inviting pasta. Just inviting all the checks. You'd have seven or eight Ooh. guys show up to your birthday party. Oh my God! Imagine they would. They would be the life of the party. They would bring like yeah. a. They'd bring like a speaker, a boombox. They would. You wouldn't would know that. You wouldn't understand nuts. a single word they're saying no. in the song. It's just check music. 
Yeah, but they'd be pumping up. The, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> air going nuts. They would all, they'd all like pick you up and bring you to the middle of the room and like, Dude, and like toss Dude, you in the air in unison. Their, their shirts would be unbuttoned down to like, oh, the yeah, yeah. Button. They got like, like a little gold chain with a cross. Yes. Their hair is all like slicked back and they're sweating just a little bit in their forehead because they're. Yes, dude. That would be a time. They're all wearing like slip on like Tom Ford's. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Literally. <laughs> um, oh, okay, so Uber. we did. We got another DM too. This is from Daniel Price. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Daniel Price 92. Uh, he said, Do we think Jake DeBrusque is the natural successor to Jack on Nesson? People are already talking about a Jack replacement. What? If you if you missed it, if, you, if anyone listening <laughs> missed it, uh, Jake DeBrusque was on the broadcast in between uh, Andy Brickley and Jack Edwards, and he was actually pretty solid. He was he was pretty good in the booth. Really, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Um, I bet you if if there. Bruce Cassidy was still here, then I would say there's a real chance. But uh, yeah, uh, did he, yeah, so I mean, he really did that well in the in the booth. Yeah, but yeah, if Bruce Cassidy was here, Jake DeBrusque is a healthy scratch. Just means he's in the booth for the night. He's just yeah. commentating the game. He's walking Todd Angeli down from the from the top floor to sing the anthem. He's going back up with them after the call of the game. DeBrusque actually sings the anthem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of like those ex players, they're some of them like really suck in the booth. I remember when Johnny Gomes was doing play by play a little bit, yeah. color guy for the Red Sox. Like mute the TV. Oh my god, it was horrible. But uh, like Eckersley's good, Euclid is good. So if Jake DeBrusque did that good, I mean, I know it was just what one opportunity he got to do it. I don't know. Maybe we do have a successor on our hands. But listen, he's only like 26. He's got a long career here ahead of him, hopefully. Yeah. So uh, Jack would have to stick it out in that box for another decade or so before Jake DeBrusque comes up there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we also so we got the DM from um, Gail. Fellow BNG co-worker, she her you can follow her on Twitter at Lady Bruins fan. She asks, Hey guys, do you think Krejci should have his number retired by the Bruins when he calls it quits? That's a good one. Now hang on. Before we get into it, let's read off his career stats. Career stats, he's played 1002 games. By the way, congrats, David Krejci on a thousand games played. Yeah, that's sneaked up on everybody, huh? Yeah, it did. Um, he has 226 goals, but he has 541 assists, 760, 767 total career points. Um, playoff points, though, this is where it gets interesting because he playoff crazy. I mean, that's his nickname. Um, 156 career playoff games, 42 goals, 82 assists, total of 124 points and 156 playoff games. Um, obviously a cop in 2011 he's when you think about this decade decade plus of Bruins core his name pops up for sure guys Bergeron, Marshawn, Krejci, Chara um, Tuka Rask it's really those guys who you think of when you think of the Bruins core for the last 15 years to get his number retired I don't know I don't know that's an interesting question. I, ugh, I think, listen, he's he's top 10. All-time games played, he's seventh in Bruins history. Yep. All-time assists, he's sixth. All-time points, he's 10th. I don't know. I mean, there's 
they're pretty much everybody on these lists have their numbers retired, but not all of them. Like games played, Bork retired, Busick retired, Bergeron retired, Don Sweeney not retired, Wayne Cashman not retired, Chara retired, Krejci, I don't know. But then Brad Marchand's eighth, Terry O'Reilly retired, Rick Middleton retired. I don't know. That's gonna be. T- I mean, he went to three cups. He's got one ring, but he's never won a major. I mean, he's he's hugely impactful to this team, but. Like there were other players who were more impactful, you know. Like it, it I, I remember I saw that DM and I was like, "Damn, that's a really good question." Yeah, because it's real. I feel like it's 50-50, honestly. Yeah, like Wayne Cashman played more games than David Krejci. He has more goals than David Krejci. He has more. Uh, he has like twenty less assists than David Krejci, and he has like a hundred less points than David Krejci. Um, and his number is now retired. He also won two cups, yeah. and his number is now being worn by Craig Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do you think so? Say, say the Bruins do win the cup this year. Does that change the conversation? Yeah, I think if he has two cups, yeah, and if he plays a big role in it, yeah. I mean, that what was it, twenty thirteen when he. Uh, led everybody in points. He led the entire playoff, NHL playoff in points that year or some shit like that. Yep. He, if they won the cup that year, then I think he would have his number retired because he put, I mean, that was a good Bruins team, but he was hugely responsible for them getting that far as far as they did. Um, right now, though, like gun to my head, I think I'm saying no. I think, you know what? It's, it's funny because I think I say no too. And it's not because he's not deserving of it. Because if he did get his number retired, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. But at the same time, when you look at a franchise like Boston, the guys who have their numbers retired are legitimately legends. They're legends. And I don't know if Krejci has reached legend status. I mean, looking at Krejci, right, he's he's won one Stanley Cup. Of course, every game he's played has been with the Bruins. He's played over a thousand games of the Bruins. Uh, he's never once eclipsed 23 goals in a season. He's never once had a 70 point season. Oh, he had one 70 point season. He was 22. And then he, oh, and then he had another one when he was 32, but still two 70 point seasons. He's never been in the running for any major award. He came sixth in the Selkie once. That was the highest he ever came in any award. I don't know. I don't, I think maybe for like, if he played his, if he was on Columbus, yeah, in a heartbeat. <laughs> but, You'd be the like, greatest player in Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Season. I mean, like you said, like, you know, the numbers of the people who are hung up there, you know, they're, they've, Krejci's a Stanley Cup champion, but they've won multiple cups. They have records. They have accolades. They wore a C on their chest for years. Yes. Krejci never had the C. That hurts him too. Bergeron was going to be up there regardless if he ever got captain or not, but like getting that C obviously cemented his name. But, ah, I don't know. I have a- it's, yeah, it's it, like, okay, I think where I stand on that question is I would not be shocked. I, I know I said that already, yeah. but I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I don't think it's a shoe-in. It's definitely not a shoe-in. Like, Bergeron's yeah. a shoe-in. Bergeron is a shoe-in. Marshawn is probably a shoe-in. Um, Pasternak, if he fucking stays with the team, is uh, 100% a shoe-in. You know, he I actually, he wins. I actually think that I think Krejci has a better chance than Marshan does of getting his number retired. Really? Yeah. I mean, Marshan's been good for like what? Six years. I mean, I know he's been really good for six years, 
but hang on. I don't know. I, 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 that's I mean, it's it's a fair argument. Oh man, I don't there's so many like, players on this team that could have their jersey. I know. And like I feel like for me, like it takes more than just like performing on the ice to get your number retired by the Bruins. Fair. Like it takes everything. Yeah, and Krejci has been a leader in that locker room since when Marshan was still in Providence. Like I feel like there's levels to it, and it takes more than just you know a couple hundred point seasons like what Marshan had. Like I feel like I feel like oh. some of Marshan's antics when he was younger, like kind of hurt his case for getting his number retired. Obviously, everything he's done since then has completely washed that out. But like mm-hmm. if you're looking at a player's career, he was almost traded. It was him or him or Lucic because Marshan, he was he was getting misconducts, he was getting yep. bad penalties, he's getting tossed from games, he was consistently putting up like you know, 20 goals and maybe 45 points. I don't know. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but it wasn't until like the Bruins gave him that ultimatum. He, he, I remember he said in an interview that he was sat down and they basically told him to cut the shit. And, and he did, and he worked his ass off to get to where he is. And he definitely should deserve something for that. But if you're looking at like career longevity, both of them have spent their entire careers with the Bruins, but I think who has been a more impressive Bruin. And I think who is more representative of somebody who should get their number in the rafters. I would say that that's more crazy than Marshan. But at the end of the day, I mean, Marshan's 34. He's got a couple more good years here. I mean, I think both of them could have their numbers up there, but I don't know. It's not up to me. I will say this about Brad Marshan. So since the 2016-2017 season, where he ranks in the league in terms of points, he has 547 points since that season. That's third in the NHL. Power play points, 177. That's seventh in the NHL. Shorthanded goals. Obviously, he's a shorthand king. Uh, he has 14 shorthanded goals since that season. Yeah, that's third in the NHL. And his plus minus rating, plus 141, second in the NHL. So since that season, he's become a statistically a top five player in the league. Yeah. yeah. Statistically. I think he's on his way to getting his number in the rafters, but yeah. like this, this moment in time, 38 year old David Krejci, who just played his thousandth game. Uh, I would, I would think that he's closer, but I mean, Marshan's going to get to a thousand next season. He's played 911 games right now. So yeah. um, I think, I think ultimately both of them get their numbers retired, but like, I don't like if it was up to me, I would, I don't know. I would have to sit with a panel of panel of panel of people and be like, listen, fellas, are we putting 46 up there or not? But if his number got retired, I would not be surprised at all. The thing is too, that kind of, I think dampens his chance of getting his number retired is that there's so many players from the core of, we'll say 2010 to now we'll say that core. Bergeron for sure getting his number retired without a doubt. Chara for sure getting his number retired without a doubt. So that's already two guys. And then you run down the list and you got Tuka like Rask. we just mentioned Tuka Rask. I don't know actually. No, Tuka's getting his number retired. I don't. I don't know about Is that. Every. Si- oh yeah, no, I don't know either. Wait, are you being? Are you joking? No, no, I'm not kidding. Why? No cup. And I'm he not does have a cup. He has every single Bruins and, statistic. Every single Bruins goalie statistic is his. He No, we've talked about it so many times. We're both big Tuka guys, and we shit on the guys who who blame him for you know not winning a cup. But at the end of the day, 
Yes, he he has a cup under his name, but he was a backup. He doesn't have a he could have had a cup in 2013. He could have had a cup in 2019. And we all know that didn't happen. I I I don't know if he gets his number retired. And I do know that he has he's like top three in every franchise goalie stat, I think. Yeah. He's Bruins all-time history. He has the most games played by a hundred. Uh most goals uh, goals against average. Tiny Thompson is, I'll say he's first because he's 1.99. Tuka is second with 2.28. There's four other players there, but they've all played less than 70 games. Uh, save percentage, uh, I'll say he's second behind Tim Thomas, who had played 378 games. Tuka Rask played 564. Actually, no, they're tied. They both have a 921 save percentage. So he's got the most games played. I'll call him second for goals against average in Bruins history. Tied for first for save percentage. Uh, he's got the most wins in Bruins history. Uh, he has the second most shutouts in Bruins history. He has the most assists and points among goalies in Bruins history. I think that he's an absolute shoo-in for getting his number retired. He won a Vesna too. I mean, he's been top four goalie in the league for the 10 years that he was on his run here. I mean, I can't argue with your point because it's it's, it's valid. But in terms of if I think it's going to happen, I I don't think it is. I don't know. I think they're gonna. I think Bruins front office is going to overlook all of those stats, and they're going to say he never won, and 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 they won't put it up for that reason. Not saying he doesn't deserve it because the, all the stats you literally just listed, he's arguably the best goalie in Bruins franchise history. Well then, if if Pasta finishes career in Boston and never wins, does he get his number up there? Because what would separate no. his career from Tuka? Really? Yeah. If he is the all-time Bruins leader in goals scored. Well, I mean, if he's if, if he's if he puts the puck in the net more times than anyone else yeah, well, in Bruins history. But so then if Tuka Rask has stopped more pucks than anybody else in Bruins history and he's played the most games and he's second in shutouts and he's went to three cups and he's won a Vesna, he's the best goalie in Bruins history. His number should be up there. I agree. No, I agree. I agree with you. And I know. And I, and, and I think that it, and I think that because of that, it will be like, I don't think they're going to skimp out on him. Like I, like I feel like Tuka Rask is, I feel like he's as close to a shoe in as anybody. Really? Bergeron is a shoe and I'll say Bergeron is a shoe and I feel okay. like if okay, Bergeron wait. was a 10 for getting in I would say Rask is like an 8 okay hang on let me ask you this hypothetical okay if you had to choose if you only could pick one Chara or Tuka Chara okay okay not okay. yeah not even okay. a question All right. <laughs> okay because but, yeah okay I was gonna I say mean, the, the Bruins the Bruins they don't have they've never retired a goalie's number before I mean, yeah. Tim Thomas did not deserve to have his number retired. He was good for like four years. Uh, Tiny Thompson's the only other guy whose name is close to Tuka's in these record books, but he freaking was born in 1903. Give me a break. I mean, Tuka uh, okay. Rask dominated in the modern era. I will say Tuka deserves to have his number retired. I do agree with you on that. I think he does. Where, what, where I stand is I don't think that the team does it. Well, I, I just don't, I just don't think they will because the because of no cup. I really I I really don't think they will. I really don't think they will. Hmm. They should. 
I agree with you, but I don't think that they will. What about like, uh, like if if Charlie McAvoy finishes career in Boston, and he doesn't win a cup, he doesn't get his number retired. No, if he keeps playing he the way he's playing now, no. If he if he comes close to uh, Chara's record for games by a Bruin, he doesn't he doesn't get his number retired. I don't know, man. Listen, Jersey retirements, I feel like are held in a higher regard than statues. I yeah. truly, I believe that. So I think you have to be unbelievable. Like you, like almost perfect to have your number retired. Perfect. Well, then if they don't, if, I mean, if they don't retire Tuka Rask's number, then they're just never going to retire a goalie's number here. Because nobody, I mean, he he played almost 600 games as a Bruin, a hundred more games than second all time. He's has the highest save percentage in Bruins history. He has the second lowest goals against average in Bruins history. The second most shutouts in Bruins history. I understand he didn't start to win a cup, but he was part of that team. I mean, if the Bruins win the Stanley Cup this year, you're gonna say Jeremy Swayman wasn't a Stanley Cup champion? No, no. I mean, he no, went. No, he won no. a Vesna. He went to three Stanley Cups. He dominated when he was playing. He was consistently a top four goalie of his era in an era that featured a couple of uh, like three other yeah. all-time goaltenders. Yeah. I mean, Tuka Rask, like the Bruins, uh, the Bruin, he should be a shoe in And I understand like we're saying that as fans, but like the Bruins, I think that the Bruins would recognize what they had in Tuka Rask. Hmm. And it's yeah, not like I it mean, ended yeah. on, on sour terms either. I mean, no, I know that's what fans think, but I mean, he left in good graces and now it's not like they're, oh shit, we don't have Tuka Rask. I mean, they have Linus Olmark now. He didn't leave him empty-handed. Yeah, I could I could see it. Yeah. Um, I feel I feel like Tuka Rask has a better chance of getting his number retired than David Krejci does. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Or 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so we did get this other DM from back to blue season. You can follow him on Twitter at incredible Mr. E seven. He asked, do you see Beecher Lysel McLaughlin and Lori as the future? Or do you think they could be broken up for a trade package? Interesting that this question is this week because all over Twitter today was the, if the Bruins acquire Bo Horvat from Vancouver, Fabian Lysel will hundred percent be a part of that package, which duh, Obviously, <laughs> there were a lot of people that were like, are you serious? Like, that's too much to give up. Like, no, Bo Horvat is a potential future first line center for you. Um, he's he's a great player both ways. You don't trade. You don't get Bo Horvat for guys like Craig Smith, Mike Riley and a draft pick. Like you give, you, like, you give up you the future. Try. <laughs> you can try. But if they said, yes, Jim Rutherford should be fired into the sun. Um <laughs> But I don't know. I could see. Okay, Lysel should stick. I don't want. I don't want Lysel being traded anywhere. McLaughlin. I guess you could trade. Um, Lori. Probably don't want to move him either. I wouldn't want to move Lori. No, Lysel and Lori are the two guys in those four that he gave that you probably don't want to move. Beecher. I wouldn't necessarily want to move yet either. Um, but, but I feel like I feel like Beecher. You'd be more hesitant to move just because we don't have any centers. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Like you need to kind of keep your center depth in there. That's yeah. why this trade deadline is so confusing. Like you, you can't afford to give up too much, but also you're in a position yeah. where you're a legitimate 
contender, obviously. If, if there was a trade on the table, right, and and it didn't include Lori, but the only way that the Bruins could get Bo Horvat would be if they included Fabian Lysel, would you do it? No. Really? No. I I think the team is good enough right now where you where you don't need him and then you and then you figure out that problem in the offseason. This team right now is too special to give up spots like that. I don't know. Obviously, it makes your team better and sets you up for the future, but think about what you're giving up as well. Yeah, I don't know. I think ugh, I think you would really have to think about that. You would if, yeah, if there's not one easy, position no. that the Bruins have depth at, it's their wings. I mean, yeah. They're set at wings and they could have a gaping hole in their top two center lines moving forward. If you could just, if you, I mean, you lost Fabian Lysel, but hopefully Pasta is your right winger of the future. You got Taylor Hall here, who's like 29. You got Zaka uh, on the right, who might become your second line center. I mean, you got Jake DeBrusque before he goes up to the booth to take Jack's spot. I mean, you have wingers. <laughs> you know, I understand. I mean, I understand how good Fabian Lysel could be. You have wingers, though. What you don't have, what you might not have is a center moving forward. Yeah. So I, I would seriously think about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, he's back to back thirty goal years. I mean, he's got thirty goals this year in forty four games. Yeah. Oh, he's a dude. He's a great player. It's it's not an easy no. It's not an easy no, and it's definitely something you think of. But say Vancouver wants Lysel, a first round pick, and then another prospect on top of that. Say they throw in like Di Pietro or or, or Brandon Bussey, someone like that. Then you're looking at okay, well now we're losing two prospects and a first round pick for Bo Horvat, which in the grand scheme of things kind of makes sense. But also, I was going to say, they don't need any yeah, more goalies. <laughs> yeah, but also you're losing that future too. I don't know. This trade, I feel like this trade deadline is so up in Honestly, the air. Who I, knows? I feel like I feel like if you're trading Lysel, you might be gaining your future because you your, could wings, be as well. your wings yeah. are set for the foreseeable future. What's not set is your center. Right. And trading Lysel would suck, but you're getting a center for the future. I mean, but Horvat's only 27 years old. Right. And and you can pick up a second line center on the free agent market this year. Dylan Larkin's a free agent. I don't know if you heard his interview with Paul Bissonnette, but he was not happy about being asked if he no, was going to resign with the Red Wings. <laughs> uh, you know, Ryan O'Reilly's out there. I got a name that we've thrown out a bunch of times. And you could also have your second line center on your roster already in, in Zaka. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think either way, I think, it, I think if they, if they, if they included Lysel in a trade, for Bo Horvat, I think it's the right move. But also, I think if they don't trade for Bo Horvat and they keep Lysel, I think that's also the right move. So uh, I'm interested to see what happens at the trade deadline. But you're totally right. You don't need Bo Horvat for right now. What you need Bo Horvat for is moving forward. So yes. they could they could reassess this in the offseason if they wanted to, if, if Bo Horvat hasn't been traded yet to somebody else already. I mean, I don't know how many years he has left on his deal, but um, I would stand pat right now. Yeah. reassess at the, the offseason. Yeah. Um, so we also got this DM from Brandon Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at BKFlowers1. And he asks, what is a realistic forward and defenseman, does not have to be a major player, that you would want the Bruins to acquire at the deadline? I I, I know we both have our defensemen. We both, we both have that one guy who we think um, would help this team depth wise and maybe top six in the defense category forward. I'm not too sure. I mean, we, I mean, they could, okay. Patrick so, Kane. <laughs> no, so McDavid? the, it it's weird how this kind of actually adds up. So 
if you are looking at Vancouver as a trade partner, you could get both a forward and a defenseman. You could get Luke Shen, a right shot defenseman who could add solid depth to the team. He's a he's honestly a great player defensively. Uh, offensively, you don't really need him offensively as it is. And he's right now he's got 14 points in 44 games. He's a plus five on a shitty Vancouver team. Um, he, he's a right shot defenseman. He would add depth to your to your blue line. Um, plug him in. He's a nice. He's almost a Derek Forbert type player where he just eats pucks. He's a solid guy back there. You can rely on him defensively, throw him in, in the playoffs. Guys are getting tired. Guys are getting hurt. You know, you have this reliable guy. He's 33 years old. He has experience. Um, yeah. Especially with Carlo out now too. Right. And then in, in the same breath, if you are looking to add that forward, say it is Bo Horvat, say you get Bo Horvat and Luke Shen for Fabian Lysel, Brandon Bussey, um, throwing another prospect in there, Georgie Merkulov, and, and a first-round pick. That's something I would actually think about, and I think that's a good win-win for both teams. Um, you get The Bruins would get their center of the future. Um, they would get their defensive depth for this playoff run that we're about to go on, and Vancouver gets their prospect pool kind of replenished in Fabian Lysel, Merkulov, pick, and a goalie prospect as well. That's something I would think about, um, especially if you're getting a defenseman from them too. Shit. I mean, hell, give them a first. Yeah, I actually wouldn't mess it up anyways. You're not gonna pick anyone good, so yeah. you might as well throw it to them. Yeah, yeah, Luke Shin would be a good pickup. We were both talking about that before. Forward wise, I really, I mean, I know you threw up Bo, Bo Horvat's name, but they really don't need a star. I mean, they don't need to add anybody. I would like to see who they have in Providence first before you start trading for guys like that. Call up Mark McLaughlin, see what he can do. I know he's been playing like hot, like freaking dog water in Providence this year, but yeah. um, I don't know. They they have they have um uh what's the phrase? A luxury of riches right now yep. at their forward position. They are so deep. Uh, and Chris Wagner has been treading water in Providence all year. They can throw Craig Smith in there. Call up McLaughlin. Um, they got, you know, I don't think Lysel is going to see any time this year, but I mean, you got players down there. So I would, I would put more effort towards, uh, getting that right shot defenseman, especially now, like we just mentioned that Carlos out. Um, do we know how long he's out by any chance? Mm, I don't think he's going to be out for too long. If anything, I'd say maybe like two weeks max. It didn't sound yeah. like it was a broken bone or anything like that. Yeah. So I mean, have to heal up. it's been, I mean, luckily these Injuries to the defensive unit have all come at different times. I mean, McAvoy and Grizzlick were both hurt to start the season, but then you lost Carlo for a little bit. Uh, now you're losing Carlo again. Forbert was out for a period of time. I mean, they like they've they've gotten really lucky. Like they were like a couple weeks in there from having multiple three big injuries at the same week, and then they really would have been screwed at defense. So um, take the time now and go out and get yourself a defenseman like Luke Shanner pick up some other right-handed defenseman from somewhere else. Cause they tried it with Strawman and didn't work. Um, yeah. So, and also let's not forget, let's try to shed some of this cap too. They still, they're still paying Mike Riley too. I mean, they got another guy there. They can try and trade somewhere, but unfortunately um, what he's probably going to get bought out or something. Right. So people, yeah. People if probably, they can't find a partner with him. Yeah. Yeah. People are probably playing the waiting game with that. They'll just pick him up and the Bruins got to buy his contract out. Yeah. Um. Did you have any other DM questions sent to you? I did. We have one here from Melinda as well. You can follow her on Twitter. DM superstar, by the way. She always sends in great questions. You can follow her on Twitter at Melinda. Is it underscore paints? Yes. Melinda underscore paints. She said, I hate to say this, but 
and never, ever thought I'd say this. To free up cap space, can we address the elephant in the room? Smitty. There, I said it, and I hope it does not come back to bite me in the behind. Um. Yeah, let's move on from Craig Smith. Yeah. It's, it's, he's, he's just... He doesn't do much when he plays. And no. it sucks because I like him. He's a good player. Well, he used to be a good player. Um, I feel like, honestly, I feel like you get more from AJ Greer when he's in there. You do. He's making you a, do. Even a lot less than what Craig yeah. Smith is making. I mean, you could send Craig Smith to a, a team that's kind of fighting for a wild card spot right now, and they maybe need some scoring depth. That way, Craig Smith can actually get some ice time, some yeah. consistent ice time, maybe find his game again, and you can get, I don't know, maybe just honestly trade him for a, a late pick. Some yeah, new cones, yeah. some drills. Yeah. And like Melinda mentioned, trading uh, Craig Smith would also free up some money for that pasta extension that we're also desperately waiting for. Yeah. We did have one more DM, I think. Um, nope, never mind. You already read it. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Let's do a little uh, three game preview and then we'll call it a show. All righty. Um, so let's, let's see. see here. So next three. Oh, we already kind of did this. All right. Well, we'll do scores too. So on Sunday, Bruins versus Sharks at home. Prediction, Mel? Um, well, they beat them four to two on the road. So I'm going to say five to one. Bruins win. Exactly what I was going to say. Five Great minds think alike for, for the Bruins. Um, then that. January 24th, Tuesday, the Bruins play Montreal at the TD Garden. 10 nothing. No, that was in Montreal. <laughs> oh, it isn't in Montreal. My mistake. Yeah, it is no, in Montreal. Um, uh, I would like to say that there's a little more heightened emotion because they're in Montreal. So I'll say uh, 4 nothing. <laughs> I'm going to say Bruins. Wait, Bruins win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruins win. Yeah, we don't even have to say it at this point. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say five to two win. And then, who do you think starting that game? Swimming. Swimming. I bet yeah. Swimming starts back to back against. Oh yeah, because uh, then they got big dogs, Tampa. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet they go. Okay, well, Tampa game prediction. Um, I'm gonna say three to two win in overtime. Hmm. I'm going to say four to three win regulation. Oh, yeah. it's going to be tight. <laughs> tight, <laughs> tight at the end. Um, I think they go, I bet they go Swayman against the Sharks, Swayman against the Habs, and then you go Allmark Lightning, Swayman against the Panthers, and then Allmark Canes, Allmark Leafs. I think that's the look ahead for the, for the yeah. goalie. Yeah. But um, yeah. Hey, as always, you guys. Um, Continue to send us DMs. Continue to send us voicemails. No excuse now. We said the the phone number uh, <laughs> earlier in the episode. So if you didn't write that down, go back, rewind, get that phone number again. Send us some voicemails. Um, yeah, episode twenty five, the Brandon Carlo episode. Um, as always, brought, as always, brought to you in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. And you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. Um, thank you guys all for listening. Bruins are on a roll. And it doesn't look to be stopping anytime soon. Um, 
This is all without Jake DeBrusque still, too. Yeah. Still still without Jake DeBrusque. Not even at their final form. Not even at their final form. That's scary. They're, they're gauntlets on the hands, and they got four Infinity Stones, and they're just waiting for JDB to come down from Jack's booth and throw 74 <laughs> back on, baby. Let's go. You think, you think they retire like a uh, like like Jack Edwards' a suit microphone? And they hang <laughs> and they, and they hang it's not even a banner, just a suit jacket. It's a suit. With his glasses? Yes. <laughs> No, they definitely have. To, they'll probably rename the booth like the Jack Edwards booth or something. The Tumbling Muffin booth. They should. Do. <laughs> <laughs> they should honestly. That'd be cool if they hung something in the rafters with like a microphone on it. Like it looked like like the circular <laughs> logo that they do for the numbers. There's just a microphone. It's Jack Edwards. <laughs> Andy Brickley doesn't get anything. It's just Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like it's a, it's noticeably smaller than the rest of the numbers. Yeah, you actually can't. Like, you can't read it. It's tiny. You got to binoculars. It's, it's tiny, but like, or imagine the suit, right? Just it's not even like hung up. It's just on like a clothes hanger, and yeah. but there's a giant spotlight on it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. and it's facing the wall or something. Yeah. It's not even the yeah. Everybody's jumping up and slapping it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well. Hey. Okay. So retire Jack Edwards' suit at the end of the season because I think clearly after the season's over, he's gone. Dude, he's, he's done. He's done. I think he's gone. But yeah, retire his suit. Um. Yeah. Thanks for listening to episode twenty-five of the Something's Brewing podcast. Um. You know, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Let's get it started in hell. Let's get it started in hell. And comment, comment, 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 comment,